0: another episode of sports Yak podcast who types this stuff just run it hit play hear it get it done with i'm jim shorts i'm an icon the class of 2019 indiana sports writer and sportscasters hall of famer chuck freebie and the other butt monkey who cares hit the subscribe button i'd hate to miss a second of this junk sports Yet, the podcast now that's good. Now turn it off. The Horrible Movie Podcast is listener funded by fans like you at patreon.com. You can find out more at patreon.com the horrible movie podcast. You're listening to the Studio DNA Network, StudioDNA.media. Welcome to the Horror Movie Podcast. My name is Jack. Thanks for tuning in and downloading this show. Today, we are talking about Fantastic Four, Rise of the Silver Surfer, and I cannot think of a better a better two people to talk about this than Jerry McMullen and producer Phil. Jerry McMullen, welcome to the show. Thank
1: you. It is such a delight to sit down and talk movies with you guys.
0: Um, We always love having you on. And uh, when we get to talk about a comic book movie, for sure, it is a a treat. Uh, We are going to talk a little bit, too, at the end of the show about Planet Comic Con that you have coming up, that we have coming up, uh, and will be basically happening right as this show drops. Uh, But, Jerry, before we get there, I want you to tell folks about your podcast Uh, and also about uh, your charity involvement stuff.
1: Absolutely. Uh, I am one-third of the three-way pasta known as the worst comic podcast ever. Uh, It is myself and my two friends. We've known each other since seventh grade. So we like to say that we've gone from middle school to middle age. Uh, We get together once a week. Some people have a poker night. Some people have a book club night. We've got a podcast night. So we get together once a week to talk comics and movies and TV shows and all the other nerdy stuff that our wives don't want to hear us talk about. <laughs> um, we have been doing this for almost five full years uh, With Planet Comic Con coming up this weekend We are going to be recording episode number 250 live at our panel Amazing, uh, that's cool And that's that's going to be at 10.30 on Saturday morning If you're in the Kansas City area If you're at the show, we would love you to come to our panel uh, If we're not at the panel, you will find us at table 1030 Uh, representing the HERO Initiative, which is a federally recognized nonprofit that raises funds for comic book creators in times of financial need. A lot of the creators were paid by the page or, or by the story with no royalties or residuals or a 401k plan. And like a lot of other people, sometimes the creators struggle to pay their bills at the end of the the month. So Hero was created to kind of provide an emergency safety net for those situations. So we help raise money. We help raise awareness at at these shows like this. We're gonna have donation buckets on creator tables around the floor. We're going to be doing some live art auctions off the Planet Comic Con Facebook page. Uh, we would love you to stop by and get more details about Hero Initiative. You can also go to heroinitiative.org and get all kinds of information out there.
0: It's awesome. Uh, that's great work
1: yep. there. Thank is, you.
2: Is uh, Colin able to make it out from Oregon? Yes. This year?
1: He flies in on Wednesday and. Uh, he will be at the show all weekend and awesome. then flies back home the following Tuesday. That's cool. Yep.
0: Very, very, very cool. So, um, that's excellent. That's very, it, you know, Planet is such a fun weekend. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it's just uh, this, this year's lineup, and we'll talk about that. Again, I got to save it to the very end. But, um, man, this year's lineup is uh, a really solid lineup all the way around. And we'll talk more this about will, that. Yeah. This will be the 20th anniversary of the show. Oh, that's right. right. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Well, let's do this. Let's dive right into this movie. Um, Let's surf right into this movie. Um, Don't fall off your board, though, because all of your powers (laughs) will go away. Um, And I want you guys to approach that when we talk about uh, Silver Surfer. Um, Why? Why? Just why? Okay, so Fantastic Four, Rise of the Silver Surfer. It's time. It's time, my friends, for some deets. The details of the movie... That's right. Uh, they're back. The Fantastic Four. They're back. You may not have wanted them back, <laughs> but they came back because in 2007 we didn't know any better. We didn't have a standard of <laughs> Iron Man to know. Even though I guess the when did the Dark Knight trilogy start? 2000. Um, it started Two? 2004 or 2005. Oh, okay. So they knew better. Never mind. Um, so directed <laughs> by Tim Story. What a better? Is there a better name for 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 someone? To tell a story, then a guy named Tim Story. Uh, he has—he was the director of Barber Did you know that? He also—I did not. Uh, he also uh, directed. Um, that's about it. The The Shaft movie that's coming out. Um, man, not like, a, not a like lot going name, on.
2: I feel like his name should have been Tim Director or something like that.
0: Yeah, Tim <laughs> Story. Uh, produced by Avia Rod, like we said, right place, right time. Avia Rod. Uh, burned, burned, Eichinger. Sh, I'm gonna say that wrong. I'm sorry, burned. Uh, Ralph Winter. Those are produ- producers. Uh, story by John by
2: way, Ralph Winter is a huge, huge producer. Uh, Produced a lot of movies.
0: Very good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, um, John Turman uh, was one of the screenwriters, and he co-wrote the Hulk movie uh, from 2003. Uh, R.I.P. The the Ang Lee film, the Ang Lee movie, yes. Yeah. Um, Ang Lee's The Hulk. You wouldn't <laughs> like me when I'm Ang Lee. Get it? <laughs> I shouldn't say that. I'm sorry, Ang. I'm sorry. Uh, based on Fantastic Four, obviously created by Stan Lee and Jack Kirby, uh, starring and I always say his name wrong. Ione Gruffud, who plays. You're on your
1: own with this one. Yeah, he yeah, plays uh,
0: Mr. Fantastic, Mr. Boom-bostic, uh Mr. Fantastic. Uh, not a very good Mr. Fantastic. I think initially we looked at him and thought, yeah, this, this could work. And then the dancing and prancing <laughs> with the stretchy arms. So bad. So Definitely. bad. He looked like a, an inebriated dad at a barbecue when he was dancing around. I just was like, oh, stop. Stop, Dad. Oh, stop. <laughs> Jessica Alba, uh, looking looking great. Doesn't seem like the person that would go out with Ion uh <laughs> Mr. Fantastic, but who am I to you know? Who am I to yeah. stop love, Jerry?
1: You know, I think it, it was part of that early 2000s trend where you had all those TV shows with the hot actresses attracted to the overweight white men, <laughs> like Kevin James, or yes, you know, I'm with and you. It, it, it was just—I I don't see the chemistry there. I think it, there was just no connection between those two.
0: Uh, We have Chris Evans, who... Now, okay, riddle me this one. Johnny Storm and her are supposed to be... Brother and sister. Not twins? No. Okay, just related, Okay, He's
1: supposed to be the younger brother. Okay, that's
0: good, even though it doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh, Anyway, Michael uh, Michael Chiklis, uh, the commish, is in this movie. Uh, as the uh, plastic, uh, plastic, uh, uh, plastic-wearing guy uh, looks like um, looks like someone melted a trash can around him and painted it orange. Your thoughts, Jerry?
1: Um, it it is a challenge to get him right. Uh, it, there's a reason why he's a very good comic book character, yes. and not necessarily a movie character. This
0: is the thing, by the way, folks. Right, um, <laughs> CGI? Should they have used CGI? He looked like a garbage pal kid. Well, yeah. I, yeah I, let's see. Iron
2: Man came. The first Iron Man came out after this movie. A year after. Yes. Uh, okay. 2008. So, still, I mean, they've come a long way since 2007 for sure. Mm-hmm. But, but the,
0: oh, I guess I look at this I know. thing. I, he I'm looks like,
2: terrible. I'm not.
0: Are you kidding me? They they have done again. Jurassic Park in 1993 with CGI. They did um, uh, the Lord of the Rings movies. Did creatures that had a look to them? I mean, that's the, so the weird. Hulk
1: from the Anne Lee movie, was oh. CGI? Yeah, yeah that's, that's right. I, I mean, the, I I think it was a case where Michael Chiklis was an established actor that they can put at the top of the marquee to help bring people in. Um, and you just don't hire him to do the voice, you want him on screen.
0: <laughs> well, so. he was a dandy Julian, uh, McMahon, who was very, uh, a very wanted person at this time. He was on, uh, what was that, Nip Tuck? Yes, yeah, that that show was kicking. Uh, you got Carrie Washington in this who plays uh, Michael Chiswick's The Things, uh, uh Lady Love in this one. Uh, and then uh, Lawrence Fishburne as Silver Surfer, the voice. The voice of the Silver the voice.
1: Surfer. The the physical body was done by Doug Jones, who was at Kansas City Comic Con. Oh, that's cool. Two years ago. Wow. Uh, and he uh, did. Either of you see the movie The Shape of Water that and, came out here? Okay. Ago?
0: Yeah. There you go. And he's also in he, Hellboy and Pan's Labyrinth.
1: Yeah, he played the creature in The Shape of Water. So, yeah. Okay. He is a. He's uh, currently on uh, Star Trek Discovery.
2: Oh, is he the tall... The... Uh-huh. Okay, cool. That, that's, yeah. that that makes total sense. Who does he play on that show? I can't remember his character name. I'm, I'm not watching the current season right now, um, but I loved the first season of Discovery.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's, I mean, he's one of those guys. He's more known for the physical, the special effects characters. He does a lot of the motion capture movements uh wearing the funny suits or whatever um
0: yeah, he you, plays you saru. very
1: yeah you very rarely actually see his true face on screen at any point in mm. anything
2: uh commanders so. commander saru is a really cool character in in that show but yeah
0: um it is a uh let's see obviously marvel production but there's a bunch of production people that were involved with this constantine uh film 1492 pictures which is christopher columbus so this is part of that expanded universe, Phil. Uh, Jingle All the Way is in that universe. This is also in the Harry Potter universe and Fantastic Four, all in the same universe. Right, Jerry?
3: I ma- sure. I made that up.
0: <laughs> um, that's not sure. real. What, what a great universe that would be for a combined universe. <laughs> this version of the Fantastic Four, Jingle All the Way with Turbo Man and, um, and uh, all, all your favorites from Harry Potter. Hagrid. A Hagrid the Thing Thing buddy comedy uh, (laughs) where they solve mysteries. I'd I'd watch that. Um, June fifteenth, two 2007 release. uh, 92-minute running time, not too bad. $130 million budget and a box office of $290 million and not too bad. So we will talk more about this when we come back. Uh, Be right back. And we're back. Fantastic Four. Rise of the Silver Surfer. Uh, We've got Jerry McMullen with us today. Jerry, uh, thanks for coming in. Uh, You, my friend, have won a scholarship to Fantastic Four University. uh, And uh, it's based on your ability to do a perfect 30-second synopsis.
1: Ooh, I'm on the clock. Yes,
0: uh, your scholarship to (laughs) Fantastic Four University... The abbreviation I don't want to say it now that I said that I didn't, I didn't mean to paint myself in the corner. All right, uh, uh, let's do this. Thirty seconds in office. Jerry McMullen, Fantastic Four, Rise of the Silver Surfer. Thirty seconds to do the plot of the movie. If you do not, you have to actually star uh, in a reboot, uh, and you are going to uh, have you are going to have to uh, teach Mister Fantastic how to dance because he needs it.
1: <laughs> Someone's got to teach me first. Here we go. All right, 30 (laughs) seconds synopsis and go. Uh, The Fantastic Four have wedding plans as we're trying to get Reed and Sue to the altar. Uh, But some unknown force from space is coming and causing all kinds of havoc on Earth. The military uh, contacts the Fantastic Four to help out. They encounter the gentleman known as the Silver Surfer who says he's a herald for Galactus. And Galactus comes around and he eats planets for 11. Uh, and so it's up to the Fantastic Four along with their archenemy, Dr. Doom, to stop the Galactus.
0: Not too shabby. Yeah. Great work, Jerry. Nice. You do not have to actually start with this cast in a fantastic form <laughs> of But you do have to start with the 2015 version of the Fantastic Four, or whatever year that was that was bad that was this weird movie
1: it, it <laughs> again i I think I tease the sort the everyone keeps getting the Fantastic mm-hmm. Four movies wrong. They're not superheroes they're adventurers hmm. this this a movie with these characters one you've got to establish that they're a family two. They just need to go on adventures. You don't need to rehash the origin time. You don't need to have them doing more traditional superhero stuff. Have them doing something like a Indiana Jones type movie. That's a that's a
0: really good take on it. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah, I, so. yeah. You're agreed. How many? Again, how many origin stories can we um, can we have and uh, can we have over and over again? What do you got there? Oh yeah, that's it. So, Phil the, the in, in studio here, folks, so bad. Um, <laughs> in, he has pulled up on an iPad uh, the 1994 Fantastic Four movie. Uh, it is egregious. We do need to do this. Jerry, you and I talked about this too about doing that movie at some point. So, uh, you've got dibs on that movie when we do it. Yeah. It <laughs> is I, beyond I, bad.
1: I've watched that oh. movie
0: once. Look at that thing. Only one. But somehow the thing looks better in that one than he does <laughs> no, he as Gene uh, yeah. or Gene Chick- as uh, Michael Chickles. Uh, I think
2: I think one of the websites we just found said that it was on YouTube, but uh, we'll have to see. But um, by the way, I w- it's worth mentioning we didn't say this during the deets, but um, I believe this, and maybe Jerry can correct me. I think this might be the only PG rated Marvel movie, like. Since there's been a PG thirteen, I don't think they've yeah.
0: There's not any super innuendo in this at all. It's and like it's not really that gory. The, I mean, either. the first
2: movie, the the Fantastic Four movie from 2007 was PG thirteen. So, was it really? Yeah. So like they followed it up with a PG rated movie, which is really that weird. that is really weird. And I, I'm no. a little surprised that like. Some people will like movie snobs that are out there that are like, well, I'm not going to see it if it's not PG-13. Like, it's not going to be serious, you know, serious action movie or whatever. I, that didn't seem to affect their, its sales. Like, it did fine at the box office, even being rated PG. And it may so have like,
0: actually roped in more maybe family young, family units to go watch mm-hmm. it together. Yeah. yeah, interesting. Well, let's talk about the plot of this thing. Um, Reed Richards and Sue Storm are preparing for their wedding, uh, and you wouldn't have known it. Uh, just by the beginning of the movie because they only said wedding 4 <laughs> million times Oh my gosh Jerry thoughts on this yeah. <laughs> on on this horrible e-Hollywood story e-entertainment tonight uh, intro to this thing Gosh.
1: This this is like a a really bad made for TV movie at times <laughs> that they're getting married in just days like 4 days or less and Sue's just going out to pick out the flower arrangements. <laughs> it's like has no one in that in that in that writing room ever been married? <laughs> <laughs> when when I went through my wedding, it was like a nine-month process oh, my. and we had a binder that had when everything had to be done and how it had to be done. And it was like it just Tell me when I need to be there. I'll be there. <laughs> but you don't go out four days in advance to get the flowers and the the food and stuff. That should have been done months ago.
0: <laughs> um, they What's really funny is that they they segue with that, and then, then you move to the Silver Surfer, or you're led to believe at first, so you find out it is, comes flying through out of space and flies past the moon, and then th- into Earth's atmosphere, a couple things happen. He flies over this fishing boat. does he freeze the water, or does he like mess with the chemical composition of the water uh, did they do they know they're writing him is if this is not iceman, this is the silver surfer, yeah. I, I
1: think he does freeze the water because in one of the other scenes when he passes by, it starts snowing. In so, uh, in Egypt? Yeah. So, so I, I think he's lowering the temperature around him wherever he's going. Is that part of his powers? Uh, I've never read that before.
0: That's what it threw <laughs> me off. I was like, do they know that he's not... Maybe he's bringing atmospheric disturbances with... I don't know. It's weird.
1: But for that matter, if you're coming in like a meteor like that, you're building up heat energy. You're not cooling things down.
0: (laughs) Very weird. It was very, very odd. Uh, He went around the world uh, looking at, basically, he ends up in different spots. But after he comes in, they're doing a news story, and they're like, well, uh, there's been total power outage on the entire eastern seaboard. Uh, There's been a power outage in Asia. But our main story remember Reed Richards and Sue Storm are getting married. It's like, what? Like, total catastrophe. The bigger story is uh, the Fantastic Four's uh, main couple's wedding. Hashtag priorities. Exactly. So, um, basically, they're having their wedding ceremony. Uh, Reed Richards can't leave technology alone, and he has a, a beeper on him, and it basically is telling him all the things that are going wrong. Uh, the Silver Surfer uh, then uh, shows up at their wedding. Tell tell folks listening, guys, that may not know that much about the Silver Surfer, give us a little bit of background uh, about the Silver Surfer. Why should he even be in, an, in a movie, Jerry?
1: All right. Silver Surfer was created in the mid-1960s in the pages of Fantastic Four. Created by Stanley and Jack Kirby. And from the very get-go, he was a herald of Galactus. Galactus is this all-powerful being that goes around and consumes the energy off of planets to exist. And once he does that, those planets die off. So you don't want your planet to be eaten by Galactus. You don't want it to be found by the herald of Galactus. So if Silver Surfer is showing up, you know Trouble's right behind him. Um... The in that initial story, Silver Surfer breaks free from the from Galactus. He wins his freedom, but he's punished to stay on Earth. And he later graduated into his own series. And it was it was almost a very philosophical book because Stanley was really channeling his own thoughts and feelings and talking about the the times and working it into comic book stories. Um, so the Silver Surfer has always been an interesting character that people wanted to see portrayed on the big screen. Um, This, this is close, but it's, it's just not there. Mm. It's, it's just not there.
0: Um, We we won't get to the surfboard quite yet, uh, but Silver Surfer arrives at the wedding. Human torch flies after uh, him.
1: And we should note Silver Surfer gets into the wedding,
0: but Stanley doesn't. (laughs) That is true. <laughs> Stan Lee's cameo in this. And he adds Stan Lee. Yeah. Which is interesting.
2: Yeah. I, that might be the only time that he does that. Like that he calls himself Stan.
0: <sighs> Maybe. I Because he know. always
2: plays like a bus driver. Or somebody or like, random. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, But Silver Surfer then uh, takes off. Human Torch follows him. And probably the most visually pleasing. I'm not saying pleasing because Chris Evans gets choked in this. But like the most visually pleasing thing is literally... Uh, Silver Surfer uh, turns and grabs uh, Johnny Storm by the throat. Right, flies him up into space, and then just drops him. Like, uh, which is a, a visual thing that happened to Iron Man in the what the uh, first Avengers movie, right? Where he's yes. full speed stop and then just free fall drop. Except he flew out of like a wormhole, basically, or actually out of a portal or whatever.
1: Yeah, he took the bomb yeah. to the to the alien race. Yeah, to stop.
0: Them. Yeah, and so he fell like literally out from space way way at like space all the way down into Earth. But this is like Johnny Storm flying all the way like falling out too. So visually, that's probably for me the best looking thing of the movie. The uh, the uh, CGI or the effects that were used. They should have cut some budget on that one to uh, give the commish a better uh, a better outfit. Because it did look bad. Like, as bad as, like, the 1990 Turtles. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. the 1990 Turtles in the in their movie, you're like, okay, well, I mean, they're Turtles. I mean, those, those outfits I mean, don't look real.
2: Yeah, I we knew that those guys were, you know, the, the Turtles were people in suits, but... Yeah. Yeah, in 2007, we haven't... Or 2009, this is, we haven't...
0: This seven, no, it's 7. Uh, 7. This is 17 years later. Yeah, it hasn't gotten any better. Nuts. Anyway. <laughs> um, well, very good. So from this point on, uh, tell folks about the movie from here, uh, Jerry. Johnny Storm um, falls to Earth.
1: Johnny Storm falls to Earth, and his, he realizes that his powers are acting funny. And whenever he touches one of his teammates, they switch powers. So uh, he gets Susan visibility. She can flame on. Uh, he touches Ben. He becomes the rock creature. Ben can flame on. So uh, it, it's a dynamic that we've seen done a couple times in different comic book stories where you take the characters and you change their powers around. It also gives Michael Chiklis the opportunity to have true FaceTime on screen when he's not hidden in the costume that he can actually have his own face displayed.
0: Gotcha. Hmm. Um, so the powers that solar surfer has, what's the normal powers that he would have? Um,
1: it's the power cosmic. So whatever you really want him to do, he can do, he can project energy. He can fly through space. Um, it's, it's kind of an open ended, uh, power source that you know, whatever you want to have him do at that particular time, you could probably get away with it by just saying using his comic cosmic powers. How so, close?
0: How close are those powers to Captain Marvel's actual powers? Um,
1: I would say very similar. I I would say in the comics, I think Silver Surfer's a little more powerful. Uh, I think Captain Marvel has limits. She may not have found them yet, but uh, the Silver Surfer doesn't normally have those level of limits.
2: Who is, is the Surfer always associated with Galactus in the comics? Or does is sometimes they find him that has nothing to do with him?
1: Correct. Um, once once he's split from Galactus... He kind of became a standalone character for the longest time. But a hero, but a hero, Stan, right? He became a good guy, right? Yeah, a, okay. a hero. For the longest time, Stan Lee was the only one that was allowed to write him. Wow. Uh, and it wasn't until the late 1980s when he got another series again where other Marvel writers got to use him on a regular basis. Huh.
0: Uh, last question along the power lines. Um, hi, call into the power lines. That's right. 1-800-Jerry. Ask Jerry any questions about power. Um, sorry. All right. Uh, you've called the power line. Silver, you've called the power line. Uh, call it one. What's your call? <laughs> Jerry, uh, Silver Surfer in a fight versus the Hulk. Who wins? Ooh. Is the Hulk the winner in all these fights if I do this all day? Well. Because it gets the, more powerful. The,
1: the the angrier the Hulk gets, the stronger he gets. Okay. Um, so in theory, the longer the battle goes on, the angrier the Hulk should get and therefore the stronger. Uh, but we saw in Infinity War, Hulk was battling Thanos and got his butt kicked and became fearful and reverted back to Banner and the Hulk side refused to come out for the rest of the movie. So. I I want to say that if the Hulk realized that he wasn't the strongest one, he would leave that battle.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Oh. Well, very good.
2: By the way, the who would win in a battle is a very common conversation at Comic-Con every
0: year. I'm oh, sure. Oh yeah, <laughs> that is true. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um so Silver Surfer begins making these craters, right? He has these power they uh, basically these craters start being formed all over the planet. Uh, we know as people that know about Galactus that's just Um, preparation for Galactus to show up and uh, be able to have access to the Earth's core, is that right?
1: Something along that lines. Basically, he's inserting drinking straws into the Earth (laughs) so he can more easily consume it.
0: Uh, He is... uh, Galactus, uh, for those of you who don't know, is this all... maybe not all powerful, but nearly all powerful space being, right, that just consumes Mm -hmm. planets. Yeah, Um, And you get to the end. I won't skip ahead, but we've got to get to the end first. But uh, the payoff for Galactus by the end of this is was the most disappointing part, I think, for everyone <laughs> in this. And that's why my hopes are that now with the Fox deal, that there will be a proper uh, Galactus finally uh, and done in a way that makes sense. Yeah, that'd be awesome. The Fox deal with Disney, I should say. So
1: Yes. I I think we will see that in Phase 4. Um, I think for the longest time, Marvel, Marvel Disney, knowing that this deal with Fox was on the table, they haven't announced what their next wave of movies is going to be following the Spider-Man movie this summer. Um, and I think probably after Endgame in, in May, we'll get some kind of announcement where they'll announce Phase 4. I've said all along that the Fantastic Four should be the cornerstone of phase four, but, uh, we'll see what happens.
0: Um, doctor, real quick before we go to our next break, Dr. Doom plays a very weird role in this movie. Like he's almost like he's in it, but does he have a real purpose? Much of a purpose?
1: A doom is all about himself, Right. whatever he can do to better himself. In this case, he sees an all powerful being. And in doom's mind, He believes he should possess that power and is looking to somehow benefit himself by helping out.
0: Well, and he helps out in this situation. Uh, They're able to uh, get—they deduce that the power is generating up. Dr. Doom helps the Fantastic Four deduce that the power uh, emitted by uh, Silver Surfer is coming from the board through his legs and then out of his hands in in one part. And so, Doctor Doom deduces if we can get him off of the surfboard, uh, we will be uh, fine, and we'll that'll take his powers. Thoughts?
1: Um, sure. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I I I think it's more just a story element to involve the Doom character in this. Um, I mean. The surfboard is just a visual representation of how he travels. He doesn't – it's not necessarily his power source, but for the terms of the movie, it is.
0: They needed a way to depower him to get there. Um, Okay, well, folks, when we come back, uh, we will talk more. We'll finish up talking about this, and we'll finish the show talking about Planet Comic Con. We'll be right back. Richard Serrett is a regular guest host on Coast to Coast AM, the most listened to late night radio program in the world. And now, you can hear Richard on his own podcast, Conspiracy Unlimited, three days a week. You're going to get political intrigue, subterfuge, conspiracies, the paranormal, UFOs, alternative energy, Bigfoot, and much, much more. New episodes drop every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Conspiracy Unlimited, following the truth, wherever it leads. Listen and subscribe at conspiracyunlimitedpodcast.com. And we're back. Welcome back to the Horror Movie Podcast. We've got Jerry McMullen, Jerry, uh, Silver Surfer, uh, with a surfboard or without a surfboard. Uh, why, other than just movie for movie's sake, uh, is there anything in the comic books that would have allowed us to think that uh, Silver Surfer could be kicked off his board uh, and not have powers?
1: Uh, not that I recall ever reading. I mean, he gets separated from his board he still has power. So, um, it's just a story element at this point. I think they were just trying to find something visually to do different with the character.
0: I, um, I found it to be, uh, one of the dumber things along with the (laughs) Galactus thing. Um, I just figured they could come up with something better than that. Um, you're, you're, you're left to fill in a lot of information on this movie. Uh, Doom is able to track down Silver Surfer at times on the uh, on the glacier that he ends up tracking him down at. Uh, David in the live chat, it uh, talks about that too about how Reed Richards' satellites destroyed. So how is he able to actually track him down other than some widget power source tracking device that Doctor Doom has? You know, what I'm saying like some mm-hmm. MacGuffin to get get him there. Um, basically, then he gets kicked off his board. He gets imprisoned. This allows then basically, silver Surfer's like, look, I am now a pewter surfer. I'm no longer silver. <laughs> I'm pewter colored now, so let me tell you what's happening. Um, Galactus is on the way. he eats worlds. He is uh, he thinks your world looks delicious. he he actually <laughs> we were talking, and he said it literally looks to him like chicken parmesan looks delicious. Uh, so he's gonna come <laughs> eat your planet, and there's not a lot you can really do about it um, um, now. And then he gives his whole backstory about the world he came from, uh, yada yada yada. Wife is killed, yada yada yada. Um, has to serve him to protect the rest of his uh, rest of his people on Silver pewter Surfer Planet, dudes, Kalunga, and uh, that's about it, right, Jerry? Did I it's sum it up pretty, pretty well? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you did a much better job
1: than the staff writer.
0: That did. was his backstory. That's the computer server's, server's backstory. Um,
2: but he, the Galactus, everyone knows Galactus really likes Asian food. So he, <laughs> he's like, you guys have a whole country of, of uh, Asian food out yeah,
0: there. Yeah, yeah. We're here, and it's the best. <laughs> I'm Galactus. Uh, so we're 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 led to believe we should be afraid of Galactus. Um, the Silver Surfer then teams up basically with—oh, stop, stop, stop. Dr. Doom then, being Dr. Doom, like you said earlier, um, Jerry, he steals the board. Yes. He takes it, uh, Surfing USA, out, mm-hmm. and um, basically just—it's like a episode of Power Rangers with Rita <laughs> Repulsa. I am got— no! Oh, oh, you'll never stop me! And it's like this weird, like, what are you doing? I'm. Did it, is, it, is there a point where Doctor Doom is like, I'm going to go serve Galactus? No. no. Again, he he just wants the power for himself. Uh, so, He's, Doc So it's all about Doom. It's all about Doom. Uh. So he then ends up getting knocked off the board by Silver Surfer and the Fantastic Four.
2: Uh, so fill me in. I, I really haven't seen this in a while, and I don't remember it very well. Um, does Dr. Dim get Silver Surfer's powers immediately? Is that what happens?
1: He has a
0: form of them, right, Jerry? Yeah. Wow. I, Just I by... don't
1: think he's got all of them, but uh, he's channeling more power than he normally does. Right.
0: So they double down on this
2: whole surfboard thing.
0: Yes. He has yeah. increased Wi-Fi connection. <laughs> His uh, miles per gallon is actually a little better than it was prior in that suit that he wears. Uh, and
1: it's an upgraded suit,
0: yeah. And actually, he had metal embedded into his face and his hands and everywhere from that previous movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, Silver Surfer, uh, through apparently homeopathic means, is able to <laughs> suck the metal from his body and cure him. Didn't even have to use like essential oil or anything, <laughs> he just cures him. So, uh, no acupuncture, even though he had acupuncture already in his body, I guess, technically. Mm. Um, So then they get him off the surfboard just in time for Galactus to show up. And we all, and Jerry, I don't know about you, but when I, remember I initially saw this movie, my excitement levels were high to see Galactus. Uh, Thoughts on your excitement for Galactus before you saw Galactus?
1: Oh, I think everyone was really hoping for something big and mighty and powerful. And I mean, we, we, We all assumed, all right, Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four, Rise of the Silver Surfer. We all assumed that there would be a third movie where it's an all-out battle against Galactus. And then Galactus shows up, and he's like this intergalactic fart cloud. (laughs) (laughs) And we're all like, this is a threat?
0: What what is this? This It it was the weirdest thing ever. It's kind of like... Um, how big of a letdown at times the Green Lantern movie was. Mm-hmm. Uh, This was different because, well, you know what this was like for me? Uh, It was like in Iron Man 3, whenever they're like, oh, he's the Mandarin, he's this or that, blah, 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 blah. I kind of liked the way that they portrayed Ben Kingsley as the Mandarin. You know what I'm saying? It was like an yeah. updated, non... It was not as... Uh, it it was not as stereotypical as the Mandarin had been throughout the comics, as I kept wondering in the Mandarin and uh, Iron Man three, how are they going to portray the Mandarin? He's this Asian guy. It, it it's almost like a even in name alone, he's like it's almost a stereotype, right,
1: Jerry? Yeah, they did have to reinvent the Mandarin yeah. for that Iron Man movie, just because the Mandarin that had been around since the nineteen sixties. That would not fly in the overseas market, especially in Asia. Yeah. The crowds would have boycotted that movie completely. And you just, you can't do that. I mean, you've got to, when you're building your films like this, you've got to be thinking globally. You can't think just what's going to, what's going to play well in the United States. Right.
0: And so in that movie, then I was let down by, uh, Oh, not, not as much how they played him, because I was okay with, oh, he's a, it's an updated, he's this terrorist, but he's in charge of this huge terrorist cell. That made sense to me, right? And then they're like, oh, no, not really. That was just an actor that was being played. I was like this yeah. weird, like, why'd you do that? That's kind of dumb. Well, in this movie, they're like, let's build up Galactus, who's this monster, huge, gigantic thing, and make him into just this nebulous-like cloud. Like, so weird. Why? If there are like lazy. Like a
1: Star Trek villain.
0: It really was like a Star Trek villain. Oh my gosh. You never actually see him in the no. movie. No. Oh, that's, that's really depressing. Like, and I understand yeah. that he could be a world eater and just show up as a cloud, like in you know, uh, your local meteorologist would be like. Looks like a pocket of dry air has uh, hovered <laughs> uh, hovered over the planet. Uh, we're gonna we're not gonna get a lot of precip- precipitation out of this dry air Galactus cloud, but instead it was like this. It should have I don't know. And then he basically just I don't know ter- makes a tornado thing and shoots him back into I I don't know into some black hole thing that he made. It it
1: really felt like they were trying to find the quickest way to wrap up the story. Can't. Absolutely. I mean, it, it's like we're we're doing this movie and we're going on and going, and it's like, all right, we're starting to run out of budget money here. Let's let's bring this to an end
0: quickly. Well, and that's a, a, a dumb as an ox. in the uh, live chat also said that too. That has uh, got from Saturn to Earth super quickly, and basically in the last twenty minutes of the film, just kind of comes scooping through, <laughs> and uh, then it's over. And and the uh, Fantastic Four. They really don't do a whole lot to stop him. It's all Silver Surfer's movie, I guess. I guess mm-hmm. his name is in the title. so There you yeah. go. Well, there it is. Uh, rate this on a scale of one horrible to five horribles, Jerry. One being, right. one being bad, five being uh, the worst sunburn you can imagine.
1: Um, I'm going to put this at like a two. Okay. Uh, if I came across this on cable... I might just leave it there for a while to watch parts of it. I mean, there's some some elements that I really enjoy of this movie. Uh, this was probably the first time that I went to pull out the DVD to watch it. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, it, it's not on my playlist normally, but I'd watch it again if I stumbled across it.
0: Well, I, uh, de- I definitely like, I actually do like this one better than I like the first one. Mm-hmm. And I like this one better than I like that updated thing that came out in whatever year that was 15 or 16, 2015. I thought that thing was horrible. Like, I, 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 I yeah. it was like no tone to it. Anyway, well, there you go. Let's put it away, put that movie away because I want to talk, Jerry and Phil. Let's talk about Planet Comic Con. Um, let's do this real quick. Planet Comic Con, uh, this is the 20th year. Of Planet. How many of these yep. have you been to, Jerry?
1: Uh, I've only missed one of them.
0: Wow. That's wow. awesome. Uh,
1: yeah, I, had, had, <laughs> I had, had my knee scoped uh, like a week or so before, and I was fingers crossed I thought I'd be able to get up there for a little bit, but there was just too much swelling in the knee to... To really get up and do a con floor like you do that, ha- yeah,
0: you do have to be able to navigate in in, in this place because it is, a, yeah. it's a massive layout. Can you?
1: Yeah, you- I, I will tell you something. I am so dedicated to the to this con. When my wife and I were planning our wedding day, it <laughs> fell on the day of the con, <laughs> so. We got it worked out to where we could have a Saturday evening wedding, so I could still go to the con on Saturday morning. And wow! Afternoon.
2: So you went to the con the same day as, as your wedding, then? Yeah, yeah. That is awesome. You got a nice got wife. wife. You got a really great wife <laughs> to do Adam that.
1: Bill, got Adam West autograph. Got married.
2: So it's awesome. Uh, I'm not, we're not going to ask you what the best part of that day was. Um, <laughs> we're just going to assume. Well, and- Adam
0: West. Yeah. Yeah, in the West. Of course. <laughs> well, Planet, guys, Planet Comic Con uh, this year it's March 29th through the 31st. It alternates. Uh, it alternates months sometimes. Correct? I I know we went to this one year in May,
3: mm-hmm.
0: and then we went to it. I don't know if it was in February before, but it does kind of alternate. Uh, Reason in on on an alternating just availability of that building.
1: It's it's availability of the building uh, when they can get. Uh, the entire building for themselves for the weekend. Uh, there's a lot of times they'll have Bardo will have multiple events going on there. Mm-hmm. The 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 trouble that the con faces is the con despite taking up the entire building and despite being a huge tax revenue source for the city, they don't generate hotel room. People coming in and, and staying in hotels. Okay. And that's if if they were getting the out of town traffic coming in then the the convention hall would give planet comic con people their pick of weekends instead right now the way it works they give planet comic con a list of like three weekends that they can choose from interesting one of them is always valentine's day weekend one of them is always easter weekend right. and then a third weekend in between somewhere and they're they're always stuck going with that third weekend, wow. just because they want to be able to drive ticket sales all three days. Well,
0: and I'll say this: there were. I mean, ha- I know that two years ago they had a total of seventy thousand people that went to it. Was that the Stanley? That was the Stanley. I one, think right? it was
1: three years ago when Stanley came in, and, and those crowds were uh, projected up around seventy five thousand. Unbelievable! And it was uh, I mean, it was packed. Yeah, normally. For most of their other shows since they've gone downtown, they've been somewhere in the fifty-five to 60,000 range, uh, which still makes it one of the top shows in the country, uh, even even without Stan Lee being
0: there. How about that? Uh, well, let's talk uh, guest real quick of the media guest. Coach, you can go, like I said, over to uh, and and just kind of look. Linda Blair is there <laughs> from The Exorcist. I don't
1: think she's ever been to one of these cons before, at least not in Kansas City. Wow. So, that's fun. it'll be curious to see what kind of uh crowds she draws. From I'm just going
0: I'm going to hit some highlights. Uh you have the original uh Black Ranger and the original Red Ranger. You have uh from Power Rangers, you have Dean Cain. You have a whole yes. Superman uh group of people by the way, and that's mm-hmm. actually we're doing a live panel and right now tentatively, you're you're still able to be on it, right, Jerry? Ding Ding Dean. I watched start. the movie earlier today. Excellent. Superman three. Uh, we have a live panel on Sunday afternoon. It's gonna be great. Uh Dean Kane. Um, he's gonna be there. Now uh Carrie Yules is there uh, from Princess Bride and the Saw uh, movie. The first there's, Saw movie.
1: There's they've got three different actors from Princess Bride. Cool. Um Wallace Sean's gonna be there, and yes. I forget who the third one was.
0: Um They also, Mick Foley and Rey Mysterio Jr., if you're into wrestling. Um, Oh, Jennifer Morrison from Once Upon a Time is there. That's actually a pretty big get. That was fairly recent that they added her, right? Yes. um,
1: uh, Katie Sackhoff had to cancel, so they added her. Cool.
0: Daniel Panabaker is there, which... uh, Phil and I have a great story I will tell you uh, at the con, Jerry, about Daniel. Excellent. Nothing bad. I just I'm a moron. Uh, Mark Pellegrino from Supernatural, uh, and was he in Lost as well? Yeah, he was. I think Jacob so, yeah. in Lost. Uh, Tank Girl is there, and another big one, um, Lori Patty. Yes, and then uh, the Harry Potter, the uh, and the Weasley twins. Mm-hmm. So James and Oliver Phelps and Ginny Weasley. Are there yep. as well, which uh, Bonnie Wright is that actress's name. You get Tom Welling to fill out the Superman stuff as well. Uh, is that, and then Michael Rosenbaum, who was also on Smallville Smallville as Lex Luthor. Yep. And then uh, Chris Sarandon, who was from, from Princess Bride. Mm-hmm. Wallace Shawn, like you said, from Princess Bride. William Shatner. Yeah. And Henry Winkler also there, which are awesome. And then also uh Jonathan we- John Wesley Ship from um uh good old uh Flash T V show. Yep. So it he was you-
1: the the Flash in the nineteen nineties show. Yes, from nineteen ninety, you're right. Yeah. He's got a reoccurring part on the current Flash show.
0: Junas Suatama, I saw this the other day, he's the guy that plays uh the current Chewbacca as well. He's so
2: there. so who are your like top three on that list? Does that occasionally um
1: well henry winkler i mean we did that Waterboy show last fall <laughs> you guys you guys know my love for henry winkler uh, <laughs> we we as the podcast we are going to do a group photo with winkler cool that's and, awesome uh we colin and john and i are going to do our first attempt at a as a cosplay that we're going to try to dress up as richie ponzi and ralph mouth
0: dude that's so, awesome
1: <laughs>
2: That's awesome.
1: So we are getting costumes together so we can kind of look the part uh, and get our picture taken with him on Sunday.
0: Dude, he's going to love that.
2: He's going to love
1: that.
0: Yeah. Um, Real quick on the uh, artist side of it, uh, Kevin Eastman, and I'm just going to say these two because they've been on the show. Kevin Eastman and uh, Fabian uh, Nicieza, I would say his name wrong. They've both been on the show before. I'm excited about meeting those guys in person, just shaking a hand. Yes. Like Uh, You know what I'm saying? Physically saying hi. Yeah.
1: i I met Kevin Eastman two years ago. Super friendly, yeah. easy, outgoing. Uh, I met Fabian about four or five years ago at a show in St. Louis. Uh, did not get a chance to talk with him very long, just because of the the line behind me. But uh, looking forward to seeing him at the show.
0: Uh, Mark Teixeira, is that am I saying that right? Yes, he's there. That's unbelievable. That's awesome. Tell, who yep. you, uh, you and Phil both. Uh, of the, uh, artist creator guys who, who are on this list? Uh, who, who are you most excited about seeing? Um,
2: a Mark couple ba- of Mark Bagley's probably one of the bigger ones. Mark
1: Bagley's on there. He's a long time Spider-Man artist. He did ultimate Spider-Man for like 110 straight issues. And that was at a time, uh, a lot of those, he was doing like 18 issues a year. It wow. was coming out, um, almost like every three weeks. So uh, he's very talented. Um, there's a lot of legendary comic creators coming in. Jim Starlin, who created Thanos, cool. is going to be there. Wow. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh,
2: what a year Chris, for him to be at <laughs> Comic Con, yeah. by the way.
1: <laughs> Chris Claremont's coming back, who was the legendary X-Men writer for many years. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bob McLeod, who is Claremont's co-creator of... The New Mutants Mm -hmm. is going to be there. Um, Longtime DC artist, Jose Luis Garcia Lopez. And whenever we say Jose Luis Garcia Lopez in the comic book podcasting world, we're supposed to follow that with praise be his name. So, (laughs) Jose Luis Garcia Lopez, praise be his name, is going to be there. Uh, Jose created the the style guides for DC comics in the 1970s and early 80s. So anytime you saw DC characters being branded on other products, whether it was t-shirts or peanut butter or Hot Wheels cars, it was his designs that were being used. So you may not know him. You may not know his face, uh, but when you see his artwork, you're going to recognize it instantly.
0: Cool. Cool. Um, I'm just excited overall it's gonna be a great con uh, you guys have a panel is that right uh, you got your 250th uh, yes. episode that's amazing congratulations by the way thank
1: you that is going to be Saturday morning at 10 30 anyone and everyone's invited uh, we'll do a little chit chat talk about stuff but the, the general rule at our at our panels is we invite people to come up and ask questions we answer the questions and then we give questions person asking the question of price so that's awesome uh, we're going to have we're going to have autographed comics we're going to have bundles of comics we'll have some toys some other stuff um if you come to our panel odds are you should be walking away with something for free from
0: our panel that's cool um we we do a lot of giveaway stuff as well and so it's like it's just a fun kind of uh just kind of give back situation i think i think that's I, I, i've got to ask part
1: I've got to ask: Did you ever get rid of all of the popcorn?
3: Oh yeah, we got rid of all the popcorn.
0: Now this year uh, we zots? have a. Gr- are you bringing zots? We are bringing zots, <laughs> and thanks to uh, a man, a just a phenomenal uh, listener supporter, David Stoltzman, uh, sent us. Man, we have literal almost thousands of zots, and we're gonna be giving zots away, kids. If kids, if you want to accept some candy from strangers. We're bringing candy. Should I say that? Probably shouldn't say that. But it's gonna be Zots and they're
1: delicious. That that's the whole reason I agreed to do the panel with Dude, you. Dude, we're having like,
0: hey Zots, <laughs> Free Zots. Zots are gonna be flowing like rain. Like a rain rain <laughs> like rain in a rap video. Zots.
2: And we're hoping that you're okay with us paying you in
0: Zots, by the way. That's all sure. we have. <laughs> um, hey, cu- I'm getting paid one way or another. And a couple in the live chat uh the I'm sure that Sue Storm and Reed Richards' yes, the wedding reception would be perfect at this facility. You have yeah. you could have yeah, at Bartle Hall. You have all <laughs> you could have all the superheroes there and some villains. Uh, and then it is a little bit of a hike. You're right uh, in from lodging uh, the walk from hotels, parking garages, lodging. But it's but that's only because it literally is multiple square blocks that that downtown area that it's held yeah. in. Takes up. There's like no real, and there's so many one-way streets in Kansas City. <laughs> so it's like this, there's no real way to not have to walk a bit to do it. Yeah,
1: so. you know you're going to find that in any downtown environment. Um, we've done shows in Portland, Oregon, and and St. Louis, and if it's at, at times we're really spoiled in the in the Midwest, uh, you know whether Springfield or Omaha or places like that where. Parking is right there at the venue and you don't have to walk city blocks to to get into the place. But uh, there's there's a trade off that you're getting so much incredible stuff once you get into the show. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I will suggest with Kansas City, uh, there is albeit a very limited, but there is a streetcar system Uh, that the streetcar drop off is about three blocks uh, east of the convention center, so you could park in different parts of town, ride the streetcar for free, and then get off and walk the three blocks to the convention center. Yeah,
2: cool. So,
0: well, very cool. We're uh, excited. Planning uh, is
2: one of the biggest things we do all year. We, yeah, and folks, it.
0: if you come out, uh, come say hi to Jerry and come say hi to uh, Phil and myself, and and it's going to be a great time. So, great fun. Definitely looking forward to it. Definitely. Well, uh, Jerry, thank you so much for coming on. And hey, we'll see you shortly, man. Like we're going to see you uh, very soon uh, in like a less than a week. So um, excited, super pumped! Thanks for coming on and talking Fantastic Four and talking about Planet Comic Con. Uh, And uh, you're the best, buddy. Hey, you know what? I'm going to give you some zots now. We weren't going to give you any zots, but now we've decided your zot your zots worthy. Wait, winner, winner.
2: Skype has a new. Teleport system. Yeah, I'm still. sending him through right now.
0: It's like the bank. It's uh, tube technology. <laughs>
2: They'll be printed by Wednesday.
0: <laughs> Dude, that'd be weird. These 3D, these 3D printed zots don't taste the same. They're not, they're the, same. <laughs> the inside's not fizzy. All right. Well, Jerry, thanks so much, buddy. Will do. Later.